0: Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Well, Hi everyone, Patricia Wolby, Alchemy Therapies here and a warm welcome. Um, Back to the cold again in the UK, so (laughs) after me saying last week, hooray, we have the heat, um, that's disappeared. Um, What I'm going to cover today in this video is to do with making meaning through illness and creating growth and healing through adversity. And I want to look at why we suffer, what happens to us to create beliefs and behaviours that limit us and how we can overcome that and why it's important not to avoid your emotions. So I'll start with an image, an image that came to me um, through some reading that I was doing of the pearl and the oyster. And I think it's a beautiful image. If you imagine how does an oyster grow a pearl? Well, it gets a grain of sand stuck in the oyster that comes in from, you know, a sea drift. And the oyster has to create something around this irritant. Basically, that's what the pearl is. It's it's an irritant in the system that has to be dealt with. It can't remove the sand. So it has to sort of neutralize it if you like and create something around it to to protect the oyster so that's what a pearl is and if you think how much we value pearls um you'll see that something good comes out of something not so good or you know we might say something that damage is potentially damaging is transformed into something potentially beautiful and that i think is the perfect metaphor for illness and particularly Mental or chronic physical illnesses—not obviously things that you get that come and go. Um, you know, if you get a cold, it doesn't teach you that much, right? You 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 recover. But if you get something like chronic fatigue syndrome, long COVID, anxiety, depression, these are ways in which we are kind of attacked. Really, our sense of self is attacked. I talked about that in the previous video about identity. Uh, But I want to develop this idea that you can learn from that experience. And please don't don't get upset. Wait, listen. Um, I'm not saying, you know, bad things are here, you know, as a glorious awakening. They can be, but they can also be really, really difficult. And uh, really, we can struggle hugely to overcome what's going on at a fundamental level. And so there is growth there is healing possible from every sort of adversity that we may encounter, but it's not easy. All right. And anybody who gives you an easy solution says, just do this and you'll fix it is a scam merchant or they're trying to sell you something. All right. These these conditions come because they're here to show us some aspect of ourselves that we are not in touch with that we're not connecting to or we're not living um, according to perhaps our potential. But it's not a quick fix to know that you you still have to deal with it and you still have to break some old habits that maybe you've developed over your lifetime. So it's not easy, but it is possible. Now, the first question is really, why do we suffer illness? What is illness? What is disease? Think about the word disease, you know. It's when our body is attacked by something, usually external, but it can be internal. It can be an internal toxin that overwhelms our detoxification systems. That's basically what cancer is, Um, but it can be a virus or it can be a bacterium. But much more likely these days are conditions that develop through a combination of different things. So low immune um vitality you know over many years our immune system has become less and less able to adapt to threat or it over uh reacts which is the basis of autoimmune disease so it's it's low immune strength plus maybe uh environmental toxicity plus the final component which i think most people don't talk about is emotional kind of repression um one thing i have come to understand over many years now both from my own experience but also working with people is that emotions are not just feelings okay they are they are energy transformations that happen at a fundamental level that they have an energy to them you know if you think of joy how much energy you get when you feel joy or how little energy you feel when you feel despair um, each emotion has a different kind of signature in the body and and that signature translates energetically into different physiological responses. In other words, your body will change according to what your primary emotion is. So we all know we, we feel happier and healthier um, when we're in love, for instance, uh, or if we're involved in some awful situation in our family, or we're going through a horrible breakup, we, we often feel um, low energy, you know, we're much more likely to get a cold or flu. So you can see that physiology responds to emotional uh, imprints. Now, what most people don't realize is that emotions are not just this kind of energetic imprint, but they also are buried in the body if they don't get the expression that they need. And we often, as children, feel deep emotions because children are very highly emotional, certainly up until the ages of seven, eight, nine, when the cognitive capacity of their brains starts to come online more and they start to get more contextual information. In other words, why this thing is happening. Up until that point, they're very much just downloading how people are around them um, and the emotions they feel are are sort of ever-present. They're they're kind of worn on, on the sleeve, basically. You know when a child is upset or happy. Now, these emotions have this pattern to them, that is learned by the responses of the people around you. So if emotions are supported, you know, whether you're happy, sad, angry, despairing, and there is an adult in the room who can kind of take over and help you to process that, and hopefully that will be one or both of your parents, um, then you learn that emotions are safe to feel and that you can have them and then, carry on with your life right but many people don't grow up or in that environment emotions are repressed or they're actively discouraged or you are humiliated or ridiculed for expressing emotion and therefore you learn that emotions are dangerous um, they are not safe to feel and you learn to repress them and they go into your physiological kind of memory Uh, Cells have memory. The body has memory. This is really strange to understand, but it is absolutely true. I, I learned this firsthand when I first became a massage therapist and I inadvertently triggered a memory of one of my clients just by touching the back of her neck in a certain way. And she was instantly transported back to another time and another place. So believe me when I say the body has memory, Okay, and so do your cells. So if you didn't get emotional support when you were young in some way, and most of us didn't at some point in our lives, even if we had a, a average childhood, we're not talking horrible, traumatic childhoods. This is a an average experience where at some point we weren't supported. And these emotions run deep and they they are taken in as the truth about the world. And so we form beliefs about ourselves as well in our response um, so if we are upset, but nobody is there to support us, or they, as I say, ad, you know, ridicule or or humiliate us, we learn my needs are are, are ridiculous, or they then they can't be supported. It's not safe for me to feel and express my needs, and so we carry around that belief system into adulthood, and often we don't know we have these beliefs because cognitively, i.e. consciously, we could be hardworking, high achieving people who have on the surface a really good life. Um, and it's not till we are hit literally over the head sometimes with something that comes along that derails our coping strategies and makes us much more aware of some of the uncomfortable beliefs that lie beneath the surface. Things like, Um, I'll never achieve much or um, my needs are not not capable of being met. Um, It's not safe to feel. Uh, So all that kind of self-doubt, sometimes self-hate, you know, I'm a horrible person. I'm just weird. um, I don't fit. I don't belong. We talked about that in a previous video as well um the the need for belonging is so strong if you don't feel like you belong you're going to actually dissociate your feelings you're going to distance yourself from them and 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 put them away and where do they go they go into physical conditions you know they go into tension in the tensegrity system of your body which is your muscles your tendons the ligaments and the fascia which is really really important it's what holds it all together it's like the webbing throughout your body it goes into Patterns of holding and tension in your body and will eventually play out in pain, restriction, um, sometimes, as I've said, physical, organic disease, because it affects your immune system as well. And and so they don't disappear. And we really, in order to deal with this, we need to, first of all, acknowledge the truth about ourselves and how we feel about us as people. Um, Because you see... um, We're basically operating here uh, as a a kind of program that's running through us. So we're running operationally as a computer program almost so that when things happen to us, we have a fixed set of responses based on what we learned as children about ourselves and about our place in the world. And that's what happened to me um, when I got ill, because my coping strategy was to work my way through it, to push through and what I found was it it didn't work and I didn't get better. I got progressively worse. And that that is a, a classic sign that you're perhaps carrying a belief system that isn't helpful and it isn't adaptive to where you are in this particular time and place of your life. Because when you are hit with a virus or whatever it is that triggers you, you need to rest, you need to stop, you need to acknowledge that your body needs extra energy and help and, and not push through. So um, one of the other ways that people deal with conditions like this is they dissociate them. So they basically say, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm I'm fine, I'm just going to carry on. And um, and they kind of ignore the, the symptoms and signs from the body until the symptoms and signs become so huge that they can't ignore them. And, and that's definitely something that happened to me as well. I had lots of little niggly things right from when I was a teenager in my early twenties, my, my late twenties, lots of little signs and symptoms, which I now know were classic nutritional deficiency and stress-based signs. So, you know, uh, rashes, um, hemorrhoids. Um, I, I used to get, uh, Blood blisters in my eyes, you know, classic symptom of stress, Um, mouth ulcers or ulcers on the body. Uh, I'm just there are so many little little things that we dismiss that we say, oh, that that's just nothing. I need to just take a tablet or or forget about it. But taken as a whole, these are indications that the body's repair mechanisms are not functioning well. And had I have known that, then I would have perhaps paid more attention and maybe done something differently. But of course, I didn't know what I didn't know. So, you know, we dissociate our symptoms. We we kind of repress the feelings that we're having. This is a ticking time bomb for chronic ill health. OK, it's what creates the the pressure from the body to to actually have you wake up, pay attention and listen to what it's trying to tell you. And that's how I work with people. I allow them to express their body's uh, repressed emotions. And it's so much quicker than talking about them. And in fact, you know, I'm only touching the surface here by, because we're talking about it. But when you work with someone, you allow them to connect with their body's feelings. And that's what somatic work really is. It's working through the body and it's just hugely uh, more effective because it's connected via your limbic brain, your emotional brain, to the body via the vagus nerve. So you've got this this two-way traffic going from the body up to the back brain, which is much more um, prominent and much more operational in our physiology than our cognitive brain. The cognitive brain is only about 15%. And the limbic brain is linked to our autonomic nervous system, and that's about 85% of who we are, what we do, how we behave, um, and the kind of habitual responses we have. So it's all about engaging with your body, about learning to trust the messages it's giving you, and that can be difficult if you've had a lifetime of repression. And that's why working with someone else helps to sustain... um, a little bit of trust. It also brings in uh, leaning in neurobiologically to someone else and feeling heard and feeling validated. I've talked about that many, many times. And that's what helps us to overcome this repressed emotional imprint, which is driving your physical symptoms. Now, I've covered an awful lot in this session, um, I'm aware, that may be very new to some of you. But I promise you, this is how it works. All right. just because we're not taught it as children, we're certainly not taught it um, in medical schools. Uh, I know because I trained in a medical school. I'm not a doctor, but I I trained with doctors. And I worked in medical education for years as well. And I saw how uh, we were going down a very limited understanding of the mind and the body as being completely separate. And that's not how the human body works. The the mind or the brain which creates mind is housed in the body. You can't separate them. And so this is really important information. And I encourage you to go explore. Explore your body. Do somatic work. Come and work with somebody who can help you unleash gently what you've been repressing. And it doesn't mean you're going to be overwhelmed if you're worried about that. Uh, It's done very gently, titrated as we call it. And so it happens over a period of weeks or months where you start to connect with all the things that you didn't allow yourself to feel when you were young. And, you know, it's a life changer completely. It's changed me. Obviously, I'm doing this now instead of where I was. Um, But it will change everyone's life. And it needs to because the culture we're in, we are in a sick society. And that's something I'll be covering in my next talk. Take care, everybody. Love to you all. Get in touch and subscribe. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.